Hello, you're listening to season two of Everyday Creative People. I'm your host, Dina Adrians, and this podcast is all about the question, what does it mean to live a life driven by curiosity, creativity, and love over fear? Each week, you can tune in to hear me discussing various topics related to this question with leaders, artists, and entrepreneurs who are each living out this pursuit in their own unique ways. When you've finished listening to today's show, please take a moment to subscribe to future episodes and rate the podcast leave a comment, and tell a friend. You can find all the show notes over at dinaadriance.com slash ecppodcast. Now settle in, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Creative People. I am here today with Steve Lucen, who is a creative... Cre- <laughs> Let me start that over. I'm here today with Steve Lucen, who is a creative entrepreneur who helps passionate visionaries to bring in more cash to their businesses through creativity. He has a background in technical design, motion graphics, and entrepreneurial skills, which he uses in his entertainment and nightlife creative business, Hallucinated Design. Um, he was the VRFX supervisor at Michael Bay's 451 Media, where he oversaw the creation of virtual reality content from creative to post-production. He also animated many of the original 451 motion comics. Um, and since then, he's decided to pursue his personal mission in life, which is to uplift his community through creativity and show people that life should be spent enjoying themselves, exploring, and learning. So we'll dive into a little bit of how he does that. But welcome, Steve. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on the show. So to start off with, can you tell me what was it that got you into this whole line of work to begin with? I love this question because it all started in college or you know what? Maybe even as a youngster, I loved drawing cartoons. Mm. I draw. I love drawing uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and you know, a lot of video game stuff. So I went to high school at LaGuardia for uh, art and performing oh, arts. Nice. So I was an art major. And from there, it's like, okay, do I go and pursue art, become the starving artist, or do I become an engineer and make some money? So I went to RPI, got accepted, went in a computer and systems engineer, but I came out a designer uh, and I got my degree in electronic media arts and communications. So the reason why that happened was because um, I pledged a fraternity, my Latin fraternity, which is La Unidad Latina Lambda Upsilon Lambda Fraternity Incorporated. And from there, they asked me to design a party flyer. And at that point, they were like, you know, get Photoshop and do a flyer since you went to LaGuardia and you know art. And I'm like what's Photoshop? <laughs> you know, I, I had no idea what it was or I had an idea, but it's like, I, I never touched it. Yeah. And I got, got me, got my hands on it. And I remember staying up to five in the morning, like just fiddling around with all the tools and I was in love. I had a great time with it. And then the next project I told them, Hey, let me, let me get the next flyer, you know? And then little by little, I got better and better. Mm. Word word got out that, hey, I can do flyer designs. And then 
and another organization on campus was like, how much do you charge for flyers? And I'm like, oh, I could get paid doing this stuff. <laughs> so it's fun. And, and that's how I made my first $50 in, in that's college. That's awesome. Yeah. The rest is history. <laughs> I, love, I love these stories of um, businesses that are sort of, or like career paths that are sort of born by accident. Um, that you yeah. just start doing something because you love it. And then suddenly one day somebody's like, how much can I pay you to do this? <laughs> oh man, it's it's so good. I mean, I, I, it, that was the side hustle, right? I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, that was that was the beer money. <laughs> that was that was the food money, and and you know, it, it the, the the word got out, and I'm again, I'm really blessed that this fraternity was able to connect me to a network that was nationwide. So, mm. you know, I, I ended up getting clients that were brothers, you know, from Florida or California or Texas or whatever, what, you know, what have you. And, and, you know, little by little, I was just able to just grow a client base fair, fairly quickly, fairly wow. quickly. Yeah. And so, but when you first got out of school, you were working at an agency, but then you were still, you were always doing your own stuff on the side. No. So I, I graduated college in 2008, okay. which was the, oh, yeah. that's when the, when the market right. was crashed. When the market crashed. crashed right? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm not going to go out into the real world. Let me go and get my master's. So I went and got my master's at Parsons, the new school for design. Uh, that's where I got my master's in design and technology. It's just a two-year program. Although I wish it was a four-year or even six-year program. Like, mm. I loved the education there. Super, wow. super big up to Parsons. Um, but that was 2010. So the and isn't Parsons... Mm -hmm. it, does, doesn't Parsons have a whole thing where it's like... At least at one point, there was like no tuition or something crazy like that. That was uh, Cooper Union. Cooper Union, okay. Cooper Union, yeah. For the whole, for a long time, they had no tuition. And that and just they, changed, I think, in the last like five years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, they needed, they, they started charging. And I think just for one of the programs now, you can uh, go there for free again. Or, you know, wow. it's, a, it's on scholarship. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, that's not where you went. You went to Parsons. Cool. <laughs> no, cool. No, it's all good. So Parsons, right? 2010, I graduate. Nobody's hiring. You know, I'm putting my portfolio out there. And and yeah, I thought I was a cool designer. I thought I was good. I thought I was passionate and, and nobody wanted to hire. So I was forced to start my own business, you know, and, wow. and, and take my freelancing a little bit more seriously. Hmm. And, and then that's why, you know, two years into that, so 2012, that's when I decided to establish and incorporate hallucinated design and people started taking me more seriously you know I um one of my one of my best clients actually blessed me with an office in Manhattan you know I saw I saw the office open up like I came in as a freelancer you know I was mm -hmm. I was going into their office like three times a week or so working on animations, working on trailers for their mm -hmm. books or their uh, movies that they're coming out with. Really, 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 um, you know, uh, up and coming stuff. And yeah, I saw an office open up and I'm like, hey, you know, can I, can I have this office? But I'll come, <laughs> I'll come to your office more often. You know, I'll be around yeah. five, six times, you know, a week and you'll, you, you know, I'll make myself available to you more. Hmm. And oh man, that they said yes. And that alone was just incredibly empowering because, because I was able to 
have client meetings in an office in New York City, in Manhattan, you know, off Broadway. It was on 54th wow. between, you know, like on 7th Ave, between 7th and 8th or something like that. And yeah, I was not meeting at a coffee shop. You know, I, I had I had <laughs> I had the degree. I had two degrees, you know, in design. Yeah. And then people were like, okay, this guy is serious about designing. Let's mess with him. Let's let's give him a chance. And like I said, that was that was game changing for me. I just mm. uh, started again doing more hallucinated design work. Uh, a lot of work with DJs, record labels, uh, restaurants, bars, clubs, um, and yeah, I was just going at it so hard that this 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 main client um, they actually ended up hiring me full time. They wanted me to an they wanted me to animate uh, comic books, you know, full time. And I'm like, you know what? I've always wanted a uh, a team to work with yeah uh, that's that's what I wanted in 2010 you know I wanted to go out and learn with people you know I didn't know what I was doing um and then so they blessed me with that team you know of a small team five six seven people or so and then I was okay this is how a team works cool I love it and then from there three four years in after animating a bunch of comic books and then after even doing like you mentioned, the virtual reality production and post-production, mm -hmm. I decided to leave that um, full-time gig and go back to running my own uh, brands and businesses and organizations, mm. which was just last year, January 2018. So wow. since then, yeah, I took the leap Congrats. of faith again. <laughs> and yeah, thank you. Thank you. It, it feels incredible. I, I, I actually would not have it any other way. It's very scary. Absolutely, especially because I felt like I've been in a, for like three, four years, I've been out of the game, you know, so like social media is completely different now. And I feel like I'm playing a little game of catch up, but it's fun. It's fun. It's rewarding. And I'm the boss again. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, okay, so you said that when you first got out of college, um, nobody wanted to hire you, so you were sort of forced to go out on your own and really take your your freelance your side hustle seriously. What did what did that process look like? Like, how did you go from okay, I can't get a full time job, but I've got some side gigs, to okay, I'm able to like pull in my entire income through my own business. I'd say that it was really being friends with everybody. <laughs> so I, I remember bumping into one of my boys. I'm like, yo, aunt, I haven't seen you in so long. What's up? Um, it was right around my crib, right around my home. And I'm like, yo, come, come through and just chill. Grab a beer with me. Yeah. And he comes through and I show him on my laptop. I'm like, yo, look, look, look what I've been learning. And I show him how to, you know, all the animations I've been doing. And he's like, yo, you should come work for my dad. And this dad is the person that ended up hiring me. Right? Oh, no way. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, but before they hired me, right, when they started, when I started freelancing for them, it was a retainer based contract. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? So that is what helped me um, on a month to month basis. I was getting, I don't know, I think like three grand a month or something like that. Wow to do that's a great to do animations <laughs> yes that's what i'm saying it was very very empowering 
And so I was able to at least pay my rent, pay for food, you mm -hmm. know, just off of the, 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 the retainer. Right. Yeah. And then, and then all the little flyer works, the logo works, the website work. I get, I got to experiment with anything that came through the door and that was extra, you know, bread for me to either save up or, 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 you know, use or, or, you know, uh, invest, reinvest in my, in my business. So, so I guess going back to your question, how did that look like? It was really, again, just being um, uh, friendly with everybody and showing the fact that I can do logo work. I can do website work, you know, posting it and just sharing it. I remember whenever I would post like a, like a, like a group of like five logos or something, people would just flood the inbox. Oh, you do this, you do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can help you. I can help you. I can help you. And then it got overwhelming. And then I'm like, hold up, how can I manage myself? You know, I, 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 can, I can be a designer, cool, but how do I manage clients? How do I, you know, do the, the time management aspect of Yeah, that's a whole it. other skill set. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I needed to, you know, put my, put my big boy pants on and, and pick up a book and learn. And I, one of the books, I actually have it right here. One of the books that helped me out, and I, oh, maybe I could give you a link to it too. It's um, it's by Ninety Nine U, which is which is uh the the Behance company. You know Behance.net. I do not. Behance.net is a well, I think Adobe owns it now, okay. and it's Behance.net is a portfolio website. So Ninety mm Nine -hmm. U is a I think they're like a learning educational uh, arm, but but um. The book is manage. It's called Manage Your Day to Day. Build your routine, find your focus, and sharpen your creative mind. And that book exactly alone. Exactly what you need. That's exactly <laughs> what I needed. Yeah. And uh, and my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, she she bought me that book along with the other two books that that come along with it um in the series. And that alone, again, it's just like okay, I started to understand how to manage my day, how to manage my time, how to be more efficient. You know what I'm saying? And all of those things are aspects that I keep that I keep with me now and keep developing and now try to educate my team members on how to be, you know, efficient and manage your time and healthy and all the stuff that you need in order to, to manage a, a team. I love your story because it really speaks to the power of your network in a way that goes so far beyond what people think of when they when the word networking comes to mind right like i feel like people have this idea in their head of networking as like schmoozing with people over drinks at like you know these like networking events that are totally terrifying and you don't know anybody or like uh, I don't know. I just feel like people have these like very specific ideas of what it means to network um, in a very sort of artificial way. But your story is all about just like forming genuine relationships with people and sharing with them the things that you're passionate about. Hundred thousand percent. And I so I remember I entered uh, college in two thousand four. That was the year that Facebook came out. And somebody put me on to Facebook, like a friend of mine. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to be on this. It's like me hente, right? Or like MySpace or Black Planet. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't really care for it. But they put me on it, right? Like, like they signed up for me right next to me. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. 
And then I, I, I realized the power of just having a quote unquote friend. Right. And I'm like, you know, understanding that I had this side gig, I'm like, okay, let me, let me friend all these people that I know in this school and in SUNY Albany and SUNY Stony Brook, you know, where my brothers are at. And then um, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be everybody's friend. I don't care. Cause I know at some point somebody's going to need a logo or a website. <laughs> and then again, it's just, and then no, but then it's like also establishing these relationships. Right. And, and, and not burning bridges. Like that's one of my, I guess, things that I always keep in mind to never burn a bridge. Cause that bridge can just be your next gig, your next retainer, your next, uh, whatever, you know, um, and yeah. that I've always kept that in mind. Hmm. Cool. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, support creativity. Cause that's yeah. sort of how I initially came across you and your work. Um, can you tell me what that, what support creativity is? Yeah. Well, what, what I'm trying to make it is a support system for passionate creatives. So it started off really as the hallucinated scholarship for the aspiring creative. So in, at its core, it's a scholarship program, but mm. now I want it to be a support system where it's not just, you know, scholarships, but also uh, mentorship. It's uh, professional and personal development. Mm. It's the networking aspect. And then also that you can have the skills to get either an internship or a work opportunity within, within the network that, that, you know, that I have and that, that, that everybody in the community has. And how did that get started? So I was mentoring a high school student back in, I always get the year wrong. I want to say 2009, 2010, 2011, something like that. Um, we were going through the college process. He's a senior, right? Mm -hmm. So we go through the applications. Okay. He was my best animation student and he wanted to study animation. Cool. Um, we get to the financial aid part we both find out that he is undocumented. So this is a huge crush. So wait, he didn't know that he was undocumented? No. Or he didn't realize? No. Wow. Or, no, yeah, because like it's, it's you know, he came to America when he was eight months old. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, grew up in East Harlem, you know, uh, mm. went, went through the whole education system. And then now financial aid, he can't fill out the FAFSA because he doesn't wow. have a social security number. And that was just a huge blow to our souls, Oof. to our souls. Like, I remember crying with him, like real talk. I remember crying with him because we were looking for scholarships in animation or in creativity mm. or in design, um, which sure, maybe there were some out there, but you needed a, a, a social security number. You needed to be a US citizen, you know? And, and you know, back then there were definitely no no DACA, no undocumented scholarships, nothing like that of the sort. So it's like, you know, seeing, seeing a, a, a younger version of myself cry, you know, be, and, and not even be able to do much about it, you know, pretty much like feeling helpless. I'm like, nah, I gotta, I gotta do something. I mean, I, I, I'm still not a baller and I, and I couldn't pay for it. <laughs> right. So I'm like, Oh, I wish I could help you, but I can't right now. What I can do is, you know, offer some support, you know, and just be there yeah. for him. And luckily his, his, uh, high school ended up, uh, giving him a scholarship so he could go to Hostos Community College Cool. and boom, he was able to get, go, you know, go, uh, go to Hostos and, uh, get, get his associates. 
but but um, the unfortunate thing is that you know associate's degree is like what two year two year yeah. program or something it took him a little bit longer three four maybe four and a half years something like that all because you know he needed to um pause every other semester and mm. work you know save money pay for school you know wow. it just it, it you know the struggle is there so he was able to do that um he got his associates went on to get or you know you know tried to get his bachelor's but the same thing it's like the the on and off and then he was full-time working now and then it, he just couldn't like juggle both um so the struggle's real again it's it's tough and then fast forward let's say uh well yeah 20 2012 when i established hallucinated mm-hmm. i was like yo let me save i'm doing pretty well you know i'm i'm, I'm earning well you know i'm, I'm working by myself i'm get, making good money I'm like, yo, let me save a hundred bucks a month in a year. I have a G to give out to somebody like, like, uh, mm. like Pedro, my boy. And I, I, you know, put it on Facebook cause Facebook was cool back then. <laughs> and, and people, and people were, 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 were cheering me on. They were donating, they were supporting it. And that year I ended up uh, raising actually two, two, $3,000, something like that mm. with the help of you know, the people around me, my community, my network. Yeah. And that year, I remember the first, the first scholarship, seven people applied to the scholarship. Okay. The following year, 553 people applied. (laughs) And that alone, I was like, whoa, I have to continue this. There's a craving for it. People are asking for it. Seven years later or so, I've I've given out, I've awarded thirty thousand dollars in scholarship. We've awarded thirty thousand dollars in scholarship mm. to uh to about twenty students or so. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a story that I love. I cherish. Uh, one day, I want to I want to build a school that's free. That's the that's the dream. That's the vision. Mm. You know, build a school where uh, all the students and the mentors can come through and have a, a wood shop, a workshop, a photo studio, a, a, a computer lab, and just learn, you know, create, you know, craft. Um, and and I'm, I need to make it free or affordable, you know, because school, mm. I truly believe that us as a society, we should not be charging to pass down our education, you know, charging an arm and a leg at that. Yeah. Speaking of arm and a leg, I am a hundred ninety-five thousand dollars in student loan debt, and yeah. nobody, nobody, and nobody should have that amount of debt. It's ridiculous. Mm. It's ridiculous. But you know me, I got, I had the, you know the 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 boldness to be like, yeah, I'm gonna take out a loan. Yeah, I'm gonna take out a loan for my masters. I don't care. Nothing's gonna stop me from getting an education, mm-hmm. right? But not yeah. a lot of people think that way, and that hinders potential visionaries, potential inventors, potential innovators. And it's just, it's, it's terrible the way our system is set up. And so I want to, I want to build a school and, or, or, or a center or, you know, a university, you know, like whatever. And I want to really, really make it free and or affordable for the people to come. And mm. then that'll be, you know, here in New York and then across the nation, across the world. World domination. The, no, no. And then across the galaxy. So I'm going for the universe. <laughs> All right. Aim high. <laughs> Reach for the stars. Reach for the stars. Precisely. That's awesome. So 
Yeah, I mean, you and me both, like uh, student loans are no joke. And I think it's one of those things that our generation has really, like, it, I feel like it sort of became, in some senses, not such a big thing to take out a ton of student loans to go to school. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing the aftermath of it. We're seeing the effects that we're just in debt for life. And it, it, I think you were talking about sort of people who, who are afraid to even take out the loans in the first place. And so they deny themselves an opportunity. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side of that, there's people like you and I who do take out the loans. Um, but then those loans become a little can become somewhat of a shackle in themselves. Um, well, the whole it, like financial system of education is a bit nuts right now. It's it's ridiculous. I just saw last night um, Hassan Minaj's Patriot Act. Are you have you seen it? No. Are you a fan? Oh, I love the show. One Hassan Minaj was a uh, he was one of the side comedians um, okay. on on uh, the the Daily Show with Trevor hmm. Noah, and then he moved on to have his own show, Patriot Act. So Patriot Act, he it's like a whole like 30 minute segment. And all he talked about was student loans. Incre- wow. Incredible, incredible how 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 he uh, communicates it. I definitely recommend hmm. everybody out there to, to, to watch <laughs> that episode. It's on Netflix. Cool. Um, yeah, it's just it's absolutely terrible. And, and what I got out of that episode was that the Department of Education gets these loan servicing companies to handle and manage all these loans that are being brought in. But those companies are completely mismanaging everything and just screwing everybody over on purpose. It is, it is, it was harrowing to hear that being said, um, because he like, you know, did all the research and all that stuff and presented it. It's like, Oh my goodness. I don't even know if I'm, like the the tactic that I'm going about with these student loans is the right way. Oh, because here's the thing. So one of one of the ways to get your loans forgiven is to work in public service or, or work for a nonprofit for 10 years. Right. You work for a nonprofit for 10 years, no matter where your loans are at, the rest of it gets forgiven. And oh, and you have to make 120. You, right. ha- you have to have made 120 payments. So I think last year was the first time that it was. Uh, people trying to catch in trying to trying to yeah like get their loans forgiven uh it was some outrageous number it was like thirty thousand people or or more some some crazy number applied for this loan forgiveness thing qualified but they did not get accepted only like 0.3 percent only like 0.3 percent of everybody got their loans forgiven so right there, it's like a whole big lie that people are just like putting right in front of our face. And it's just, it's just despicable. So wow. for lack of a better terms, fuck student loans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, okay, let's talk about other things. <laughs> yeah, Forget yeah. about student loans for a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah, minute. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, cool. So you've got this exciting project, Support Creativity, and it sounds like that's growing and you're eventually going to take over the world, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a third thing that's sort of new in development. Uh, what's that? Um, so I quietly put out there this brand called Legacy Greek, legacygreek.org. So Legacy Greek is a brand that I came out with in the fall, and it is a 
a brand where I focus on branding and marketing for fraternities and sororities. The reason I came up with it is because throughout my career with Hallucinated, a lot of my clients were fraternities and sororities. But Hallucinated, I wanted to brand that more as nightlife or clubs, DJs, record labels. Mm -hmm. And I've always wanted to come out with something very niche, very specific for Greek life, you know, college life. Okay. Um, and there's, it's just a huge market that nobody is really taking seriously. In fact, you know, I mean, a lot of Greeks are kind of like dying out. Like a lot of schools yeah. are not even accepting them. But there's still so many Greeks. And again, me knowing and understanding how I benefited from a network, from my fraternity, mm. it's like, no, I, I need to show or I need to help these students, one, run their, run their chapters organization, you know, better. Mm -hmm. um, you know, show them the ropes of, of running an organization, uh, marketing it, branding it, putting it out there. And then what's really great is that these young people they graduate, they either become marketers themselves or they start to, they start their entrepreneurial journey. And then they end up hitting me back up and saying, oh, Lucen helped me with, you know, this fraternity stuff. Can he help me with whatever, you know? Mm. So I also see it as an investment in many ways, investment okay. in the people, but also investment in future endeavors. And again, it just strengthens like the network that that I'm building, you know, with support creativity, hallucinated legacy Greek, Steve Lucen. Like, I think it it all starts with with school, I guess, or with just that 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 whole network that I got through Greek life. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Okay, so you've got all these different brands going on, various projects. It sounds like you're you're not short of ideas <laughs> no <laughs> um <laughs> how can you talk to me a little bit about uh sort of your creative process or even like what inspires you my okay so uh, i'll go talk about my creative process so i've i love learning I absolutely love learning i uh all of last year i consumed a lot of books and that's crazy for me because I never really read books, right? So um, I always felt that I was behind and I'm a slow reader. I still am a slow reader, but audiobooks helped me uh, catch up. And I started listening to audiobooks on um, entrepreneurship and and running your own creative business. I, I took classes on, um, you know, I think it was called Business Bootcamp for Creatives, you know, just started learning, learning, learning. And so my creative process now, I take all that stuff that I've learned and I just try and execute. Um, so the process for me and for my clients, I really try and do a lot of introspective work with the founder because that's what helped me out with my brands. So okay. what I mean by that is I start with a, a, a personal vision exercise mm -hmm. and that is where I start to understand what the founder where, where their head is at in terms of themselves about their self-image, you know, what, what's their vision with their self-image, with the tangibles they want to have, the community they want to build, the, the living environment they want to live in. Um, and all these questions that I ask throughout this exercise, I end up figuring out, or we hopefully end up figuring out what their personal mission is. And that's how I got my mission that you mentioned in my intro. You know, my mm. mission, my mission is to, uplift my community through creativity 
Yeah. Right. So boom, that right there is like my vision. That's my mission. I'm trying to go ahead and do that however way I can. Because then I started to realize, okay, why am I doing support creativity? Oh, I'm trying to build community. I learned that community is a big deal for me through this exercise. Hmm. Right. Why, why do I, why do I like, uh, you know, uh, night, night, nightlife and clubs and DJs and record labels? Well, it's very creative, you know, it's very fun. It's very, uh, it makes me happy, you know, so I'm gonna do stuff like that. Same thing with legacy Greek. It's like the community that I'm trying to build. I'm trying to strengthen, I'm trying to uplift my people. You know, my hmm. people, my people are creatives, are Latinos, are minorities, are visionaries, entrepreneurial people. And more importantly, people that care about their communities. Does that make sense? So yeah. the, the, those are the type of people that I try and work with. That's how I'm trying to brand myself. And then that inspires me, right? So if I find somebody that is passionate about their communities and they want to uplift them, it's like, hey, I've learned so much. Let me bring it down to you so that we can both grow our communities. Um, so that's just a little, a little, a little part of the very beginning, you know, that's just okay, let's figure out where your head is at. Yeah. And from there, okay, then we, we, we do a deep dive in like brand discovery, which is, okay, we understand your personal head, but now let's figure out what your businesses or your brand's vision and mission and goals and whys are. Hmm. Once we understand the soul of your brand, then we can go ahead and brand that visually, you know, um, because we will have the, the culture, the voice, the impact, the X factor, we would have the the messaging, you know, yeah. down packed. Now it's time to put it down on paper visually, you know, targeting or speaking to your ideal customer. And then from there, once we do all that, then market it to that ideal customer, you know, through website, social media, email marketing, um, anything creative, you know, you could just make it happen. So I do, I do that with my clients, but with, with the brands that I'm building on my own, I'm doing it through that, you know, as well. I'm doing I'm doing the same process for me. So I did that for Steve Lucen personally, stevelucen.com. Mm -hmm. I did it with Legacy Greek, you know. I'm actually got to redo it with support creativity cuz I, I need to give a little bit more time with that. But um I think that's the process in a nutshell. Personal vision, brand discovery, and then creative development. How do you define creativity? I think creativity is connecting things. Hmm. So um, I don't know where I saw that or read that, but I always <laughs> carry that with me. Um, so I, if I know somebody that's doing something, I will try and connect them with that other person or with me or with whatever it is, you know. I, I, and again, it goes back to this network. Like I, I, this network that, that I have is, is untapped potential. I haven't even surfaced or I, I haven't even, you know, uh, crushed the surface or not, not crushed the surface. What's the term? I haven't, uh, I, you know, I haven't surface. scratched the surface. There you go. <laughs> so um, I believe like if we all united, like, or again, for example, for my, my fraternity, if we just, if I just, if, if we united together, like we would have so much control and power, right? From there, if we united with other fraternities and sororities, we could control, let's say if it was just Latino fraternities and sororities, we could control the Latino vote and not have somebody like Trump for president, hmm. you know? So there's, I think there's strength in, in, in uniting, right? So again, going back to your question, creativity, I think creativity is connecting things, it's connecting people, it's connecting hmm. ideas, it's connecting different whatever. Yeah. So that's 
yeah, that's 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 what I think creativity is. I love that definition. Uh, that's that's especially because that's so much my own approach to creativity. I think. Cool. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I have been thinking about a lot lately, and I'm trying to sort of explore through this season of the podcast, is this idea of what does it look like to live a life that is driven by curiosity, creativity, and love over fear? And I'm curious when you think about that question, like what comes up for you? Oh man. Uh, I love, (laughs) no, I love that question because I I think it's a, it's, it's a life that I do live. So I'm gonna get real, 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 real fast. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, my dad passed away when I was 17 years old. So, he he uh his one of his brain vessels popped and i mean he was an alcoholic which sucks but i remember you know just giving him mouth to mouth you know um trying to bring him back and you know the, the the ambulance came they took him that night he passed away the next day i went to school um because i don't know i, I was always the type to you know, get knocked off the horse and just continue. I hated missing school. I, you know, I wanted to get my A's. I wanted to get my perfect attendance, even though I don't think I got perfect attendance, but I always strived for it. My mom, you know, and, and my dad always pushed for it, right? Um, it was, it was, it was a high school, it was a senior class day, <laughs> took pictures. And then, oh, he- and, and then the health class topic was death and grievance. Wow. So it was so crazy. And I raised my <laughs> hand and I said, my dad just passed away. And the whole class started crying. reason why I'm saying this story, though, is because um, that was a very, very, very defining moment in my life. That, that, that moment is when I promised to myself, to him, that I was like, the next time I see you, dad, I'm going to be that successful man that you wanted me to be. So I needed to step my game up and, you know, continue to finishing school. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to go get my master's. and I'm going to just keep making these moves. So death, I would say, is a lot of people do fear, right? It's like, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, for whatever reason, they'll, they'll fear it because it's painful or because they wouldn't have lived a fulfilling life, right? So me living a life of, you know, curiosity, creativity, and very passionate I, I I keep in mind with me that m- my life can be taken away from me as soon as I leave my office today. You know, I could get hit by a bus. I can, you know, uh, whatever, you know, a terrorist, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I could die. I can die. Therefore, do I want my last moment on earth or the last memory on earth to be that of sadness or to be angry at somebody or to... Uh, you know, hate my day-to-day routine, to hate my my day-to-day life and job. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's, um I, I keep that with me. It's like, I'm going to do me as much as I can. I'm going to make sure I'm happy as much as I can, that I live a passionate life, that I'm fulfilled. Because I want to, I want if I die, I want to be like, you know what? I don't want people to really cry for me. I want people to say, no, Steve, did what he loved, you know, he, he lived a very cool life. Um, you know, he did a bunch of crazy shit, but he was a happy dude. And, and you know, it, we got to be happy for him. But I, I want I wish that, you know, um, other people can 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 see that can take that message. And 
I don't know, it's it's kind of hard. Like if you don't have a death in your family or if you don't, you know, um, didn't go through something crazy or, or harsh or something like that. People learn in different ways. People experience different things. But that's why I choose to not be fearful. You know, that's why I chose to, no, let me take out these student loans. No, let me let me go ahead and incorporate my business, see what happens. Let me go ahead and take out this other loan to help me, you know, uh, uh, grow my business. You know, let me take these risks. Let me let me just live life to the fullest. And I think it's just it's just got to be done. I mean, again, life is short and it's like, what are you going to do? How, how are you going to live it? You have the choice. You have the choices to, to for, for your own life, what, how you want to live and how you want to go about it. And you just got to make that choice. You got to. You gotta do it. Mm. Thank you for that. I think this is a perfect place to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. So, um, before we uh, close out the show, can you tell me if people want to find you? I mean, I think you've actually mentioned it a couple times on here. It's pretty clear you're you're at stevelucen.com, and mm -hmm. they can find all your other projects on that website, right? Precisely. So it's very okay. easy. S T E V E L U C I N dot com. Cool. And is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap up? I mean, do what you love, love what you do, and do something crazy. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Steve. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Everyday Creative People. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please don't forget to subscribe to future episodes and rate the podcast. Leave a comment and make sure you tell your friends to come listen. And remember, we'll be back with another episode next Monday.